0: Greetings and welcome to Education in Focus, powered by Chalkboard News. I'm Dan McCaleb, Vice President of News and Content at the Franklin News Foundation, which publishes Chalkboard. Chalkboard is a news website dedicated to issues related to K-12 education. And joining me again today, as he does each and every week, is Brendan Clary, Chalkboard's editor. Brendan, last week on one of the Education in Focus episodes, we talked about some some school districts that are either already uh, on their way or are exploring four-day school weeks. But due to learning loss, which we, we've we talked about uh, significantly and, and education groups across the country are well aware of, learning loss during the pandemic, when sc- governments shut down schools to in-person learning, learning, went fully remote for a period of time, that our students suffered significant learning loss from that. And as a result of that now, there are some experts in the field who say shortening a school week is not what's needed but lengthening a school year is what's going to take at least some students to recover from the learning loss they suffered. What uh,
1: tell us more about this? There's a recent publication of data from an education assessment organization and that's called the Northwest Evaluation Association and they basically released their own test score data. So it's not like the national test scores. I believe it's a proprietary, you know, under, like they that they can give it's a an assessment that they can give to students to track their educational achievement. Uh, You know, against other years and, you know, in different, a a metric that the school districts can use, teachers can use. And they basically found that. The students have not caught up yet from you know their pandemic related learning losses that they are not performing in the same way that they were before the pandemic. And so they were, you know there were achievement gains, but they lagged pre-pandemic levels uh, in all but you know the very youngest of of students, maybe the ones who were not uh, impacted as as much by the COVID pandemic, maybe because they weren't in school yet. Maybe they were still, you know, at home or something like that. So it's basically, um basically that report got into the, um the time it, it broke it down. Instead of saying, you know, this is what it's going to take to get back to normal. It kind of got into, here's the time that's going to be, needed to catch up to the pre-COVID level. Um, And so they found that the average student would require about four months of additional schooling to catch up to pre-COVID levels. Just want to clarify, this is the average student. This is not your lowest performing
0: students, students who come from, you know,
1: right. Yeah, this is this is the average student that would require 4.1 months of, of additional schooling to catch up to pre-COVID levels. So we're talking, you know, that's that's pretty much an entire spring semester, right? You know, t- like two marking periods sort of things, and four and a half months in math, and it basically said, you know, summer school is not going to do it, especially for those who were put per- furthest behind because of the pandemic, and they get into, you know, if you're um, if if you're a student who is part of a minority community or you know you're you have been in an underfunded school and you were kind of left behind by the pandemic to to start out with like you're you're not going to be able to catch up through like a targeted summer school program and they estimated and this was kind of the shocking part for me is that the these researchers found that the average 7th grade student is looking at almost 6 months of additional schooling in math and reading to catch up but that eighth graders are the worst off um, that older. And and it's just an interesting trend that older students, you know, require this amount of time. They found that the average eighth grade student is going to need 7.4 months to catch up on reading and more than an entire traditional school year, 9.1 months to catch up, in math, and so the the I think it's helpful to break it down uh, the way that they did in terms of thinking about how much additional schooling students are going to need because I think it shows how far some students are behind. So you know that eighth grade student who lost you know formative years during the the COVID nineteen pandemic because of online learning, they're going to need so much intervention to get them on track to graduate with you know the same amount of of achievement. Uh, academic achievement that that is going to basically be like another school year in, in terms of math. And so I think that's a very helpful way to put it and not something that I had seen before. I think most of the time we're talking just kind of abstractly about test score declines. And, you know, we know it's we can get a kind of a picture that it's not good. But putting it that way, as opposed to another metric, I think is really helpful to kind of illustrate because we can all kind of see, I think, you know, how much time spending students need to spend in school to get to where they need to be. Right. And so if we can kind of think about it that way, I think it's, I think it's helpful. So um, I think, I think it's helpful, but I guess my, my,
0: my question coming out of that is what are the policy actions we as a society going to take about that? You're not going to hold every eighth grader back for another school year. Um, Is it just lost and gone forever? I mean, what, 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 what do we
1: do? Yeah, I, I think that's a great question. I think that's sort of the question that school districts are asking, state legislatures are asking, with this COVID money as well that's come in for these sorts of interventions. Like, how do we apply this the best way? If we have a summer program, how much will that help? And you know, like, and in, in, in this this assessment said, uh, this this research said, you know, it, it won't be able to cut it. So, like, how do you have is it direct tutoring for that? You know, we're targeting that toward eighth grade students or, you know, soon to be ninth grade students who need remedial math or, you know, and, or is it, you know, some, some states have sort of looked at this and said, you know, we are going to, we're going to re, uh, we're going to take a new look at our third grade reading laws. And so like, that's something that I've written before about is, you know, we're basically going to change the standards so that we don't have all of these students applying to, uh, to, for exemptions, before they to um, exemptions from being held back, right? So we there are sort of these kind of bigger questions that are affecting you know the policy landscape about student achievement and how we m- measure that and how we um, handle students, right? So I, I don't know. I think it's a big question. I don't really have the answer, unfortunately, about you know how can we you know help these specific students, and that's sort of I think where everybody's. Sort of like how do we get through to them and help them succeed with this amount of learning loss, right?
0: Yeah, well, I, you don't have the answers, uh, Brennan, because I don't think anybody does. There's one absolute takeaway I think we all can agree on that we need to take away from those is the the the, the school shutdowns and the conversion to remote learning in some school districts, certainly some states, uh, force the re- remote learning longer. Um, than others, that they were just ineffective, and that, <laughs> God willing, there's not, but there, there probably will be another pandemic. Hopefully, it's decades and decades from now. But uh, learn the lessons of that. Moving forward, yeah, I, I don't think anybody has the solution how how, how we're going to get these kids caught up, what it's going to mean for their futures, for their future learning for their future careers we just don't know because there's not enough data there's not enough time there yet brendan we've talked about uh, learning loss and the the outcomes of it uh, significantly and we're going to continue to talking about that but this is all the time we have this week readers can keep up with this story and more at chalkboardnews.com for brendan clary i'm dan mccaleb thank you for listening please subscribe